says, whatsoever or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Notice, Jesus said to have faith in God, and then the Holy Ghost through the Apostle John says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. These two verses fit hand in glove, maybe as well as any two verses in all of the Bible. Because you see, it's our faith in God that positions us to receive His power, which is world overcoming. How many of you want to overcome the world? Well, the Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, but it's our faith that is in God. So our faith in God positions us to receive His power, which is world overcoming. Now, of course, if you look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 32nd verse, there's two such examples I want to look at here just just this morning of, of two Bible characters who use their faith in God to overcome the world. Notice here at Hebrews eleven thirty two, and what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of this is talking about the faith of Gideon, the faith of Barak, Samson, Jephna, David, Samuel, the prophets who through faith notice through faith subdue kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and notice this, stopped the mouths of lions and quenched the violence of fire through faith. Through their faith in God, stopped the mouths of lions and quenched the violence of fire. So let's first of all go to Daniel, the sixth chapter, and let's see how Daniel stopped the mouths of lions. Doesn't the Bible say the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? Well, how many of you like to shut his mouth and stop his mouth? Well, notice right here in Daniel, the sixth chapter, we'll read these verses out of the New Living Translation. Let's talk about Daniel in the lion's den. Let's get to read a lot of verses. It's good to read verses from the Bible when you come to church. So notice in the first, in the sixth chapter of Daniel, the first verse, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault. Have you ever had somebody searching for some fault in your life? And notice in the way Daniel was handling governmental affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. That's always good when the devil can't find any dirt on you. That's good. Notice it says here, he was faithful. Real loud, say Daniel was faithful. Daniel was faithful. faithful. See, we're talking about faith in God overcoming the world. So he had faith in God. He was faithful. He was faithful. He had faith. He was full of faith. Always responsible and completely trustworthy. Verse 5. So they concluded, Our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement, we administrators, officials, and high officers, advisors, and governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, 
Your majesty, how many of you know we ought to be praying to a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl? We ought to be praying to a priest. Is that right? How many of you know we shouldn't be going on Sunday confessing our sins to a priest? Is that right? The Bible says confess unto God. Is that right? Your majesty, will, and then he says, will be thrown into the den of lions. So anybody, they're saying here, anybody that doesn't pray to any, anyone, ex, you know, if you pray to anybody except to the king, you're going to go into the den of lions. Now notice verse 8. And now your majesty, issue and sign this law so it cannot be, so it, so it cannot be, so it cannot be changed. An official, an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, notice, now watch this, verse 10. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done giving thanks to his God. Can you say amen? amen. Doesn't the Bible say we ought to obey God rather than man? Do you see his faith in operation there? He knew that if he went and did that, he was going to be fed to the den of lions. But, praise God, he did it anyway. Do you see his faith right there? Well, I can see his faith. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying, verse 11, and asking for God's help. That's a good thing to do. That's a good thing to do. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied. That decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians. It cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Verse 14, hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of his predicament. What kind of faith did Daniel have? I mean, one wonderful faith in God. He was uh, just a wonderful man, and the king's even trying to get him out of it. But that law of the Medes and Persians, once it's signed, it couldn't be revoked. Notice verse 15. In the, in the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your Majesty... You know that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at the, at the last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve faithfully, rescue you. May your God, whom you serve faithfully. Did Daniel have faith? Was he a man of faith? Yes. Even this old heathen king knew it. And that's, that's good when the heathens and the sinners know we've got faith. Notice verse 17, a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The so, so the king sealed the stone. Daniel's in the den now. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of the nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. No one could rescue Daniel. When, when no man can rescue you, good news, God, God can. Amen. And so the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment, couldn't sleep all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? I can tell you, yes, God is faithful and he's powerful and he'll rescue you. Can you say amen to that? Glory to God. I'm going to read this again. I like this. He said, was your God whom you serve faithfully 
able to rescue you from the lions. You see, if we have faith in God, we will be world overcomers, you see. And Daniel had faith in God, and we're going to see that he was a world overcomer. He overcame the den of the lions. But I like that question that's this old heathen king. Was your God, whom you serve faithfully, able to rescue you? And I, well, real loud, let's say yes. Praise God. Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angel. There's that angel. He sent that angel, praise God, to shut the lion's mouth so they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight. I have not wronged you, your majesty. Can you say thank God for the angel? Praise God forevermore. And the angel came and shut the, shut the lion's mouth. Verse 23, The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch, watch this, not a scratch was found on him, for he had, what did he do? He had what? He had what? He trusted in his God. See, faith in God will make you a world overcomer every single time. He, he trusted in his God. I don't know about you, but I'm trusting in Almighty God. Then the king gave orders, verse 24, to, now watch this, because some people say all oh, these lions were just little pussycats. Well, let's see. Just how tame they were, let's see. Verse 24, then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions, I, I, that's, this is a heathen king now. Okay? The lions, now watch what happened. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. You see how miraculous it was that Daniel was able to stay in there the whole night with them? These people didn't even hit the floor of the den and they were torn to shreds. But Daniel, see, these people didn't have faith, but Daniel did. He had faith in God, and he overcame the world. Verse 25, Then King Darius sent, sent the message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world, peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. Now, that's pretty good coming out of the mouth of a heathen king, isn't it? He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. That's a good testimony, isn't it, coming out of that guy's mouth. You see, our faith in God not only causes us to overcome the world, but it will, it will affect other people around us, like this king here. Don't you think he was affected when he went there and saw that Daniel wasn't harmed? So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Daniel's faith in God caused him to overcome the power of the lions. So that's one. Let's look at another instance, and then we'll close. Go to Daniel 3. That was shutting the mouths of the lions. Now let's quenching the violence of fire. Daniel 3. Don't you love reading the Bible? Yes. Notice verse 1. Daniel 3, verse 1, New Living Translation. 
King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the providential officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before the statue of King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald, then a herald shouted out, People of all races, nations, and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Right there, I'm saying no way. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. I'm still saying no way. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bow to the ground and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. And they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. Verse 10. You issued a decree requiring all the people who bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of all those things playing and other musical instruments that the decree also states that those who refuse to bow must be thrown into a blazing furnace. Think about that. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. And I say good for them. We ought to obey God rather than man. We shouldn't bow our knee to anyone except Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, verse 13, flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods and to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be uh, thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And and, 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 And then what god will be able to rescue you from my power? Well, I know one that can, do you? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. See, they're showing respect to the king, but they're not bowing down to the... You see, you can still be be respectful to an office or to a person but now not bow down to, to their gods. I like that. If, it said, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, verse 17, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. I like that. Verse 18, but, and, and here's how you become fireproof right here. God will, now, now, right, now listen carefully. Here's how you become fireproof right here. Verse 18, See, there's a lot of people that say, God, we'll serve you as long as you do everything we want you to do. We'll serve you as long as you rescue us. We'll serve you as long as you're doing everything we want you to do. But I like verse 18. It's one of my most favorite verses in the Bible. They just said, God's able to deliver us. But verse 18, but even if he doesn't. Say that, even if he doesn't. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Well, I like that. We know God is able. He'll he'll deliver us. But even if he don't, even if he doesn't, 
We're still not going to bow down and we're still going to serve him. Glory to God. I like what Job said. Even though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Think about that. Then he ordered, think about that, seven times hotter than usual. Has the devil been making it hot on you? Then he ordered some of the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, now watch this. Watch this. The furnace flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. Think of that's pretty hot, isn't it? That's, that's, that's burning. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and explained to his advisors... Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. They replied, we certainly did. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men. That's good stuff. Unbound, watch this, walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Now, most versions say a son of the gods, the King James, I like the way the King James says it, the fourth looks like the son of God, and it was the son of God. It was the second member of the Trinity making a a pre-Bethlehemic appearance. Glory to God. That's good stuff. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace. See, he, he he got as close as he could without being burned up. And, and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the, then the high officers, official governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Glory to God. That's exciting, isn't it? Have faith in God and you'll be what? A world overcomer. You'll be a lion overcomer. You'll be a fire overcomer. Glory to God. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shad. Now watch this. You got this old heathen king. See, you don't only become a world overcomer, but you affect other people. Now watch what he says in verse 28. Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel, there's that angel again, to rescue his servants, but it wasn't an angel this time. You understand it was God himself, the second member of the Trinity. To rescue his servants who, who, who what, who what, who what? See, there's that faith. Faith in who trusted. Faith is to trust. Trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Praise God. Therefore, I make this decree if any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be thrown or they'll be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other god who can rescue like this. I can say amen to that. 
Then the king, now watch this, see? Have faith in God, you'll be a world overcomer, and look what happened. The king promoted, real loud, say promoted. Promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. Can you say amen? See, through faith in God, we overcome the world. Through faith in God, Daniel overcame the lions. Through faith in God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego overcame the flames of that furnace. Through faith in God, Noah overcame the flood. Through faith in God, Abraham and Sarah overcame barrenness. Through faith in God, Moses overcame Egypt. Through faith in God, Joshua overcame Jericho. Through faith in God, Gideon overcame the Midianites. Through faith in God, Samson overcame the Philistines. Through faith in God, David overcame Goliath. Through faith in God, some overcame the edge of the sword. Some overcame weakness and were made strong. Some overcame vast enemy armies. Some even overcame death. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Great stories of rejoicing. Great stories of rejoicing. Yet, yet, listen to this. The Bible says those of yet others, those who had faith in God were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Still others were stoned, like Stephen, slain with the sword, destitute, afflicted, tormented. Isaiah the prophet who had faith in God was put inside a hollow log and sawn in two. Yet others had trial of cruel mocking, scourging, and were chained and imprisoned like the apostle Paul. He said of himself, he said, he said, I've had faith in God, but I worked harder. I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without number, faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 30 lashes, uh, 39 less 195 lashes with a whip. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, left for dead. But he didn't stay dead. He got up and went on. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, danger in the deserts, danger in the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers and are not. I have worked hard and long. I have endured many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Yet he said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Can you say amen to that? And the, and the Apostle John, who penned what we read earlier when he said, this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, that man, because of his faith in God, was boiled, faith in the Lord Jesus, you know, he was boiled in oil, yet he was unharmed. Can you say amen? amen. So see, he didn't just write down, this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. He also lived it. So when we have faith in God, what am I trying to say? There's great victory and overcoming victory. Yes, yes, yes. But some people had faith in God and still had to go through some hard, hard times. The Bible says all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, will obtain a better resurrection. What am I trying to say? Sometimes the great overcoming victory comes in this life. But sometimes it doesn't. If it does, great. 
But if it does not, we will all eventually overcome and obtain a better resurrection when the Lord descends from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ rise first, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to be with them in the clouds, to ever be with the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. We will all experience great overcoming victory, either now or then, or both, if we'll simply have childlike faith. In Almighty God, the Father, the Son, the Lord Jesus, and the blessed Holy Spirit. And then we'll say in that hour, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You don't have any sting or victory because Jesus has overcome. And we have him as our Lord and Savior. Can you say amen? Did you get anything out of that? Stand with me if you would and just bow your heads. Praise God. Now listen, I need, to, I need to say something to you that the, the Holy Ghost said to me right on the inside when I was preaching that. And I, and I need to say it. I've got, I've got to say this. 